When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Grand Brulee! I knew you were going to say that. That's the highlight of the song, if not the film. What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, a basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the weird redness to James Harden's damaged eye, Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? I want to know about the optometrist who James Harden went to immediately while landing in Houston. Be like, oh, yeah, James Harden, he's my eye guy. <laughs> I'm going to put it on some Rex specs because he needs them. I saw the incident where Draymond Green poked him in the eye, and it didn't look that bad but his eye looks rough all eye things are terrible i also want james harden to be the guy with the best beard and the guy with the best rec specs in the nba yeah. can we make that happen i think rec specs should come back i would love that every time i'm playing pickup and some dude is wearing glasses and they fall on the ground or get crunched or whatever i always say yo dog you got to get some rec specs <laughs> it happened last night i was playing last night some dude went in for a layup got hit in the face glasses went flying you to struggle to pick him up i was like yo some rec specs, hey, man. Don't you want to be like Bo Outlaw? Don't you want to be like James Worthy? <laughs> don't you want to be like Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Buy some rec specs. Oh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the guy who's writing for Veronica Mars. Ugh. I like I, I know him. <laughs> yeah, esteemed writer and definitely didn't get this job because he's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul <laughs> well, Eric, we have a lot of fun things to talk about, but before we talk about them, we gotta get ready and make sure we're wearing the right clothes. So let's go to the locker room. I'm putting oil on my body so I can lube up and get into my shorts. I'm wearing an elastic spandex <laughs> bodysuit for peak compression. All right, I got it. Froop. That was me getting into my uniform. Oh, fun. And I just slid into it. Nice. Mike, we have two new patrons. Thank goodness. We have two new producer-level patrons. Oh, yes. Welcome to the team, Salvatore, Testa, and I swear, this is their name because we're going to have to say it every single episode. Trust the process. Gotta love how well this process has gone. Down 2-3 to the Raptors, and Ben Simmons looks like he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not insult our new producer-level patrons, huh? <laughs> How about that? Well, uh, Salvatore and Trust, which <laughs> first name Trust, last name The Process, joins Teal, Misha Stanton, Brianne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross, Papa, Akano, Wouter Vandermaiden, Cody Powell, and Mats Furley. You guys are all taking it really maturely when your team doesn't make it to the next round of the playoffs, and I respect that. It's a good way to do it. I, on the other hand, am not taking this maturely. Yeah, uh, your Celtics lost. Real fun. Yeah? Well, yeah, we'll talk about that after we talk about our sponsor this episode. Uh, Shaker and Spoon! <laughs> 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 
See, I'm just gonna say this whole this whole ad super angry. Let's say hypothetically that your favorite basketball team just got eliminated from the playoffs in embarrassing fashion. If only. And you wanna you wanna drink away your sorrows, but you don't wanna just chug a bunch of Coors Light. Ew, gross. You wanna get fancy drunk. Well, that's where Shaker and Spoon comes into play. Shaker and Spoon gives you a box to teach you how to make cocktails. So the ingredients for three different cocktails come in this box. All you have to do is get the alcohol and expose you to drinks and mixology compositions that you might not have known about. What's cool is that it takes. <laughs> What's cool is that it takes one type of alcohol and makes three very different drinks. So depending on your tastes, if you want something a little more savory, if you want something sweet and light, whatever it is, it can be there for you. And as a horse listener, you can get a special discount of twenty dollars off your first box if you go to shakerandspoon.com/horse. That's shakerandspoon.com slash horse. You get $20 off your first box, which is like almost 50% off, which is a lot of percents. That's a lot of dollars. And also, I learned what a nutmeg was. It's just a nut. It is. It's nut. That 50% is higher than Kyrie Irving's <laughs> shooting percentage. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Shaker and Spoon. <laughs> I need Applejack. Oh, beans. Well, if you want to see me scream in the real space, mm -hmm. in reality, you can come and see us at our live shows that are coming up this summer and fall. We're going to be in Nashville in June. We're going to be in New York City in Brooklyn at the Bell House later in June. And we're going to be in Boston in October. So if you want to buy tickets to all of those things, you can go to multitude.production slash live and check out the links to buy those tickets. Before we move on from the locker room, I want to shout out to Roger, who I met at a wedding, who recognized me just from my voice, oh, from nice. listening to Horse. That's super fun. Yeah, I was emceeing my friend's wedding, and then he was like, is that that guy from Horse? <laughs> So and they went up to me and he always like, hey, are you got that from horse? And I'm like, yes, I am. That's wonderful. And then all my friends went, what? And then I dunked a basketball at the wedding. Every part of that sounds very true and not made up. <laughs> well, let's talk about some things that have happened very recently. Ah! I'm glad I don't edit this podcast. I... <laughs> <laughs> Leaving them all in to get the, the emotion that I feel like. The Celtics lost to the Bucks four to one. I don't. Get it? Like the news? Yeah, like the news. <laughs> I'm honestly just happy the season is over. We started at such a high point after last season. After Bill Simmons said you're going to win 67 games? Yeah, 100%. Because it was, it seemed possible. This team had come together. They were within one game without two of their superstars of going to the finals. And then Kyrie decided to do everything terribly. He wanted to be a leader, then he didn't want to be the leader, then he thought he was LeBron, then he was LeBron's sidekick, and he's just demoralizing. Every single time that this happened, I'm like, you know what? Kyrie's going to bounce back, and he did. He is one of the best dribblers and ball handlers in the game. And when he wants to score, he will score. But, like, who gives a shit when it just makes everyone miserable and then you lose to in the second round of the playoffs? Fuck pissed. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, Kyrie had a very interesting run of the playoffs. He did have a very fun situation where after game three, he shot eight of 22. And he said, don't worry, I will never shoot eight of 22 again. Well, guess what? He then shot seven of 22 in game four. Yeah, there and we then go. he shot six of 22 in game five. Really committed to not lying and shooting 22 shots and getting slowly worse 
each game. You can have Kyrie. I, want I will him. personally drive. I will put on an Uber hat and mm-hmm. then a lift hat on top of it and put a Via sticker in my front window. And I will drive him to the airport or the Amtrak or wherever the hell he's getting to New York City. And then you can be miserable with Kyrie. Please take him. I'm Please excited. take him away. I'll take him. I'll gladly take he's, him. I know. No, don't be happy. He sucks. If you want it, it's fine. There's nothing more that I want than Kyrie to be on the Knicks and then be really good and not grumpy at all. That's the thing is, it's not going to happen. But if it does, oh my goodness. But it's not going to happen. But if it does. But, it's, but here's the thing. <laughs> Mike, here's the thing. Great point. Love your dreaming. But here's the thing. Grumpiness is ingrained in you. You can take the man out of the grump, but you can't take the grump out of the man. That's what I always say. I just, what if it does? I just think that if Kyrie and KD both come to New York City mm-hmm. under the scrutiny of everyone and with Frank Nilakina Frenching it up over there in the corner, playing defense kind of fine and also not scoring any points. Don't say kind of fine. He was the number two I, pick and roll defender. Okay. All right. Never mind. All right. Stats. <laughs> this is horse. We're just, we're just yelling. We're not talking about stats. If you want these two men who are notoriously grumpy at each other, who love grumbling and blaming other people and undermining, uh, how about uh, Mitchell Robinson's confidence? I love him. Yeah, they're going to undermine his confidence. You can have him. You can have have Kyrie being like, "Mm, I don't know about Mitchell Robinson. I think he needs to try harder out there. Mm -hmm. And then he can say that like the earth is flat and then just walk out. Before we move on to something that'll make you a little happier, Frank Nilakita is only 20 years old and you said a mean thing about him. So oh, you have fuck. to tell an embarrassing college story. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Shit. When I was a freshman in college, I was hooking with this girl in like the beginning of freshman year. And she was on my floor, which was a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And then eventually her mom came to visit. Mm-hmm. She was, I don't know why she came to visit within one month of college, but she was there. And then um, she got her mom to break up with me. Her mom broke up with me and her broke on us. her behalf. Yes. Like her mom was like, Eric, it's not you. It's her. Her mom said, I really want Frank Nilakina, which is the name of the girl mm-hmm. I was dating at the time. I really want Frank Nilakina to, you know, start college without a safety net. I think that dating Frank Nilakina would keep her from doing that. And then we walked into a short form improv show. Well, that was your biggest mistake. You should have a long form <laughs> show. Come on. Short so, form. It was a. Sh- it was thirty plays in sixty minutes. Yeah, that sounds bad. It was. Well, you know what was bad it was sitting next to your now ex girlfriend and her mom while this is happening. Oh, I would have just left. I was eighteen and did not know better ah. that I could leave. That it was an option. So that's what happened to me. Thank you for sharing that. Now there's only Frank Nelkina take me back. <laughs> there's only one thing that can make you happy, and that's shitting on the Los Angeles Lakers. It is. Oh, you know me so well. So Thank you for this bomb. Very recently, the Lakers tried to hire LeBron's friend, Tyron Lue, to be the coach. If you are unaware, Tyron Lue was last instituted as the coach of the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron got David Blatt, the previous coach, fired so that his friend, Tyron Lue, could be the coach. And by coach, we mean guy that lets LeBron do everything. Let's LeBron coach. So the Lakers were rumored to be hiring him, and there was some back and forth. There were some discussions it even got so far to the point where at tyron lu's birthday party they gave him a lakers themed birthday cake that said happy birthday coach <laughs> oh i love it it's like he's seven but unfortunately the lakers wanted to put jason kidd the other person they were rumored to make the head coach on his staff which is not a great look because then there's always the chance they could just fire tyron lu and put jason kidd in there so tyron lu decided to walk away and now 
neither of them. Now there are zero coaches for the Lakers. <laughs> and Tyron Lue has zero jobs. Can we talk about the cake a little bit more? Sure, please do. It is very nice. I don't know who screen printed this Lakers. It's no cake. I just see the Lakers logo, and then in front of it are eight candles, which is a weird number of candles, but it also it's in front, like, Tyron Lue is doing a Sweet 16, and he's going to do the candle stuff. Like, um, this one is for my friend LeBron. We play video games together, just like Tron. I would, and then LeBron comes up, and then he's like, we've always been together from Greece. Mm. Shubidubobdubob. I mean, they do go together, like, Scuba laba, scuba dabby, ching 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 I mean, that's the way it should be. Wow. Yeah. So I miss Magic Johnson. I wonder what he's tweeting right now. He's tweeting statements such as the sun is out today. Not sure what's going to happen next, but I think the moon might come out later. Loving season 20 of MasterChef. Padma looking fine, two exclamation points. That is top chef. How dare you? He, it's because magic is misinformed <laughs> is what I'm is the joke. I sure do love Wednesdays, but the fact that Thursday always comes afterwards just <laughs> makes me happy. My favorite part about basketball is when one team shoots and then the other team shoots. So glad I can tweet this. I had blue paint and yellow paint. It turned green. Exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Anyway, that's full court press. Uh, get it? Like, like the, news. the news. It's the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Three on three. Okay, Mike. You know, I'm still feeling a little salty. So I would love to tear down uh, a few things that I loved from my childhood and yours and probably the childhood of our listeners. Mike, I'm ranking the three best and the three worst Disney Channel original movies that involve basketball in some way. Nice. This is fun. This will be good. We're going to do just a general survey of them. I'm not really going to get into any specific one. Also, it turns out there are only six. So, <laughs> so I have no idea what I'm doing for our Patreon. Come see what I'm doing from our five on five at patreon.com. I think you should do the movies that people assume are Disney Channel original movies about basketball, but aren't like Air Bud is not a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, that's but people good. People think it is. OK, cool. so you could do that. Is High School Musical one of the six? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, you could also do one of the high school musicals. No, they're all... Technically, it is a Disney Channel original movie. The first one is. Yes. The first two are. The third one was actually in theaters, so it is not a Disney Channel original movie, or at least by traditional standards of direct-to-TV film on the Disney Channel. Yes, of course. Listen, (laughs) if if there's not a kid going, you're watching Disney Channel, (laughs) it doesn't count. (laughs) I'm so salty right now. All right, Mike, you want best or worst? Uh, let me start with the best. Okay. Number three, the th- number three best basketball Disney Channel original movie is Double Teamed. Okay. Do you remember Double Teamed? I have watched two Disney Channel original movies. They are High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> Smart House. Get the fuck out of I know. It. That's like the good one, but I just haven't seen them. I I'm- didn't have Disney Channel as a kid. How? <laughs> we had cable, but for whatever reason, our package didn't have Disney Channel until I turned like 12. So it got to the point where I was past it. And then we got Cartoon Network, which I also didn't have. So then I started watching a bunch of Cartoon Network shows. Mike, I don't want to break anything like in your brain, but your parents are liars. <laughs> no, no, no. We legitimately just didn't have it. That Yeah, that's what they I told you. I clicked up on every channel. And that's Disney what... Channel was not there. We did have Nickelodeon, though, so I watched a lot of SpongeBob. Listen, I think that your parents were just flocking the good channels from you. I don't know what to tell you. Bar- Joel! Joel, come down here and tell them the truth. Barbara Schubert does not know how to add a contact into her phone. I don't think she knows how to block. That's why I said Joel. It was Joel. (laughs) 
All right. Joel butt dials me three times a day. He's he crafty. He has an iPhone and he butt dials me three times a day. Adam Silver slash Scott Silver also does that to me. So <laughs> I think that might be a dad thing. All right. So double teamed. This is just the summary from IMDb. Two sisters become world famous basketball players. That's it. Are they the sisters from Sister Sister? They're not. Ugh. Okay, here's the summary. Heather and Heidi Burge go to an inner city school where they play volleyball. Their father decides that they need to go to a bigger school outside of the school area so that they can get scholarships. Nice. At first, the twins are supposed to be playing volleyball at their new school, but six foot one Heather is discovered by the basketball coach. Heidi is into drama, but is forced to play basketball by her father. And then... They become WNBA players. Really? They go all the way to the WNBA? They, well, this is, it's a true story. Heidi oh. and Heather Burge are WNBA players. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's like what I like about it, but like there's no plot. <laughs> the entire plot of this movie, and I love that they said this in the summary, is that they're tall. There is literally a point where they go to the new school and people are gawking at them, looking at them like they have another hand on their face just because they're another, six foot tall. Uh, yeah, another hand on their face. Because <laughs> third hand. No, we all have one. One hand on her face, but they have two hands on their face. <laughs> exactly. Which is just one too many. <laughs> There's just a point where they're walking with walking around and like they're getting acclimated. It's the first day, and everyone's like, Oh, look at these girls. And they're like, Yeah, we know. We're tall. And that's it. I don't understand when people ask questions that like clearly people have gotten a hundred million times before. And there was one time at VidCon, there was a dude who was like six foot seven and he had business cards that said, Yes, I am tall. How astute of you. No, I don't play basketball. The weather up here is the same as it is down there and he would just hand it out to anyone that said wow you're tall and what an amazing flex i mean just like they're it's just who they are i mean i think that people are just jealous of tall people i certainly am jealous of tall people i would love to like be able to reach up on top of a refrigerator and grab something easily it's you haven't lived that's true but i also have like this uh, opposable tail so like it's fine yeah and it offsets it and you've got that face on your hand or that I have, hand and i have face. that really great hand on my face <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly we're gonna go on to number two And number two is my personal favorite, even if this was, in fact, a terrible movie. My second best Disney Channel original movie with basketball in it is called Full Court Miracle. Get it? Like the Jews? (laughs) The movie's about a Jewish basketball team, right? Great joke, Mike. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it. So here's the summary. An African-American basketball star becomes the head coach of a yeshiva struggling basketball team in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, after a knee injury forces him to leave the game. It's also like the story of Hanukkah also. Good. At the same time, I'm not really sure how they wove it together. It's been a super long time since I've seen this movie. We have to keep the lights on in the gym for eight days. For eight days, but we only have light bulbs for one day. Ah, and the Romans show up. There's actually a scene in the beginning. Like, they set the scene. The Maccabees, like the Jews, and, like, the Romans are playing basketball. And I'm like, Disney Channel original movie. Why did you construct all of this for this dumb scene in the beginning? Is the opposing team literally called the Romans? Yeah, they're dressed like what people think. Um, was Alexander the Great? Nope. One? Nope, he was Greek. Oh, then maybe where are they Greeks? I don't know. Like that whole area were trying to kill us for Leaves so long. Leaves in their hair and stuff. Yeah, they were wearing like, and with the red sash, like mm-hmm. over all of the armor and stuff. Yes. Yeah, they were dressed like that. So what happens in the movie? Okay, it's just like a Bad News Bears situation, like... This guy comes in and he becomes the coach because no one wants to coach the basketball team. But all of the kids are wearing kipote. 
Like, that's honestly the only difference. Like I said, it's vaguely the story of Hanukkah. So this guy's nickname was The Hammer, which is like what Judah Maccabee, where he was the, his whole thing, it literally means hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they think that he was literally, he's the reincarnation of Judah Maccabee, which makes absolutely no sense. Like, if this guy came in off the street and he's like, yeah, my nickname was The Carpenter, but like, yo, our new coach is Jesus. <laughs> yo, what if, though? He turns all of our water into Gatorade. <laughs> So but it, grape flavored Gatorade. It's grape, which is the worst flavor. So oh, thanks, I Jesus. <gasps> I love grape flavor. Listen, Gatorade. we're red and blue household. Oh, only. those are the two worst flavors. What are you talking about? There is no worse flavor than red fruit punch and cool blue. It's first of all, it's icy freeze. Well, that's different. That's not blue Gatorade. Oh, that's I thought that was blue. Fr- well, there's multiple. They're shades all of blue. blue, but one of them is literally. But they're called- all called blue. No, only the one that. When is- you're walking into a bodega and you're like, "I want the blue Gatorade," it's any of the blue ones. No, I go in and I say, "I want Glacier Freeze." And they're like, are you a crazy person? I'll be like, no, you were out of Cascade Crash. So I got Glacier Freeze. <laughs> Cascade Crash is the navy blue flavor. Glacier Freeze is the light blue flavor. I don't love that there's a navy blue Gatorade out there. Oh, it's good. Cascade Crash is dope. I wish that it had been as popular as Glacier Freeze because I always thought it was better. I used to get it before my travel baseball games in New Jersey. Hey, was your nickname also Glacier Freeze? No, Shoops. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite songs from... <laughs> One of my favorite songs for Full Court Miracle is like when the team like gets their stuff together. There's a song called Spin Ya Like a Dreidel that's mm. performed by Soul Survivor. That's good. And it's it's a real jam. It's a real bop. Where instead they say, it's time to score. It's almost Yom Kippur. Oh, my God. <laughs> you proud of yourself for that one? Super proud. I, you were staring off into space for 10 minutes trying to put that joke together. Oh, I feel pretty good about I'm, it. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. I have a movie review from this guy named Joe Eskenazi when this movie aired in 2003. Uh, Full Court Miracle, a Disney film about a little yeshiva basketball team that could, is so cheesy that a kosher conscious viewers ought to not watch it while eating meat. Wow. It features long stretches of acting and dialogue only slightly less wooden than the Boston Garden's famed parquet court. And it boasts the most embarrassing sequence of young men dancing since a treacherously skipping record a decade ago exposed Millie Vanilli as a glorified karaoke act. Still, I sort of liked it. He did make good jokes, but I don't know. You're making fun of a Disney Channel original movie, my dude. (laughs) I don't know who paid him to review this. It's a made-for-TV movie on a children's it's, channel. Yeah, it's not going to be good. No one's going to be like, sick review, Joe. You fucking show Disney what's up. Goes to bed sleeping at night. Yeah, fucking roasted that I TV t- movie. T- You're going to make a parable about Hanukkah on my network? No. But I kind of liked it. But it was kind of good. At what point in the movie does the angel of death come in and murder all the firstborn sons of the other family? Well, it's when all the water turns to blood and then frogs randomly show up and then there's mm-hmm. mad cow disease. And then it's just dark. It's super. Then all the mm-hmm. lights in the stadium go out. Mm-hmm. And then they part the court and then it collapses on the other team. And then they sing Kevin Miracles. And then they do that Havana dance. Oh, <laughs> you were so good for so long. And then you're like, I'm going to throw something else in there. I know it wasn't what happened. I do love doing that dance. Dance, though it's very uh, fun that was pa- also everything you were saying was passover yes i also knew that. okay great just i just don't fun. know anything about hanukkah except for the eight candle thing and then you get presents and then the c you can spell if you want to yeah i mean honestly that's all there is to hanukkah there is not that much the extent of my hanukkah knowledge comes from the rugrats episode about hanukkah the rugrats episodes are actually a hundred percent on point nice there isn't much to hanukkah at all <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So you're fine. Yeah. You're you're doing a great job. Nice. Listen, everyone. Hey, hey, (laughs) 
Hey, Jewish listeners, Mike is joking. That's why we're including all of these things in here. I'm not defending him. It's just the facts. <laughs> okay, the number one basketball-related Disney Channel original movie is Luck of the Irish. That's not how you pronounce High School Musical. It's oh, Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Luck of the Irish is actually kind of a good movie. Uh-huh. So the entire plot revolves around this really kind of convoluted idea that like this kid who lives in Cleveland is half leprechaun and he has a lucky gold coin that gets stolen by an evil leprechaun and then all of his luck runs out and then his mom becomes one foot tall and is a leprechaun and all of them have terrible Irish accents the entire time. Why Terrible. Is this, why is this movie not set in Boston? Oh, because there's an entire joke about how they're from the land of Erie, which is in I- which is Ireland, oh. but they're on Lake Erie in Cleveland. Oh, wow. It's a great joke for people who live in the Lake Erie area. (laughs) Very good joke. The good part about it is that it's kind of like a Teen Wolf situation, Mm -hmm. except it's about leprechauns for some reason. So, like, there is a part where he turns into a leprechaun and there's a lot of, like, leprechaun hijinks that happens on the basketball court, which I like. Like eating cereal. (laughs) <laughs> or just like being very small and tricksy. There's also a point the main kid and his friends have to play against evil leprechauns in a game. And they're all wearing like high school uniforms, which I find pretty funny. But yeah, just like good jokes. When I they just shoot like jokes. the ball, does a rainbow come out of the of the trail tracing the arc of the shot? I wish, but I think that's NBA Street Volume 2. Oh, man. But love, it's almost the same. Love that. Nothing is better than in NBA Street Volume 2 when you do a game breaker and right before it dunks, you hear the eagle go, before you slam it down. That might just be you saying that out loud. Uh, I mean, it could be. I could be the voice acting credit. I'll never say. I have an NDA. (laughs) All of the basketball scenes in all of these movies are not good. They're Mm -hmm. not. Like, Disney tries really hard to, like, actually make it good, quote unquote good. But it's like, it's not funny. It's not actually shot well. So, like... uh, and he, this is kind of like Teen Wolf. It's like you turn into a monster and you have to play basketball. I find that pretty funny. Number one, I guess. Yay. It's for 10-year-olds. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, here are the bad ones. I'm really hurt because High School Musical is going to be on here. Well, I'm number three is... Like, yeah, number three is High School Musical. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I want to lump in all three together. I think that number one is a good movie that I've definitely watched a few times when Mm -hmm. I was that age, but Mm -hmm. two is trash and three is even more trash. Yes, I would agree. Aside from in two, the baseball scene is really good. But it's not. But okay, this is another thing. So if we're talking about these as basketball movies Mm -hmm. and all of these are stretches of basketball movies. High School Musical is not a basketball movie since the shape of the word. Like, there are very few basketball scenes. And, like, who said that you can't be in a musical and play basketball? Like, who said? I mean, it depends. In my school, where I went to high school, you couldn't play a spring sport and be in the spring musical because practice and rehearsal were at the same time. So I never got to do any musicals or plays when I was in high school. One, because they picked shitty plays. I'm looking at you, the man who came to dinner and the crucible, but <laughs> take I, him down. <laughs> but I get him, rip him up. <laughs> I played basketball in the fall and tennis in the spring, so I just couldn't Ske- be in any scheduling place. wise. Yeah. But, oh, sure, but I'm talking about like peer pressure (laughs) like the and also stick to the status quo is a shitty song and it makes me feel bad about myself i mean that's the point of it is that it's like a written from the perspective of non-correctly thinking teens but you do get a really good point 
in the song when the cooking guy goes, creme brulee. I knew you were going to say that. That's the highlight of the song, if not the film. Also, uh, Troy's dad sucks, and he's still the coach in all three of the movies. Troy's, Troy's dad, dad sucks is mean. a lot. Uh, also, Troy just like ignores basketball in High School Musical 2, and there's only one scene in High School Musical 3, and Troy is incredibly sweaty for it, and I don't oh, understand. he is. In High School Musical 2, though, he gets recruited by a college team, which is phenomenal and that also doesn't make any sense it doesn't but it's super fun but yeah third one he's a real sweaty boy and he helps that guy who doesn't look like he's good score the game winning basket yeah his name it's rocket man rocket man i watched a lot of clips before you showed up today good because you knew i know all of them i did so i listen i'm not gonna argue about it but i just don't think that as a collective high school musical is it's definitely the most popular but i just don't think it's the best sure i think it is fourth out of this list that i've made yeah it is definitely better than the other two. My number two worst Disney Channel original movie that involves basketball is called Hatching Pete. Hatching Pete. Is Pete an egg? Kind of. Uh, this came out April 24th, 2009. The tagline was cock He's a chicken? Yes. Okay, he's a chicken. Okay, so main character's name is Pete. He's called Awkward Pete. Great. He's an awkward person. Love it. He then switches with his friend Cletus. Are you still with me? Yes, but he's called Suave Cletus. He is, he's, just, his name is just Cletus. Okay. And Cletus is very charismatic. Cletus is the mascot of the team. The team, they're the chickens. Okay. And the mascot is this giant chicken suit. Mm-hmm. Cletus wants Pete to switch because Cletus is going to set Pete up with his sister on a date. Then Pete, while inside of the chicken suit, is like, hey, I can do whatever. People don't know who I am. And then becomes super charismatic and he does a really good job. Okay. Somehow, it also makes the terrible basketball team, the chickens, better. Because mm, they're motivated by those wild antics. Of yes, that and they love it. And he like does splits and everything. There's also a lot of shots of like the camera inside of the chicken suit. Mm-hmm. So you just see Pete's face, which I hate. And it makes me feel like I'm inside of a stomach with Pete. Or inside of a mascot suit with pete which but it feels like, like a, a stomach it be. feels like a gross stomach and then basically hijinks ensue secrets are revealed people are like wait a second you're not cletus and he's like oh i'm pete and then everything's resolved and the bad basketball team wins a game and that's the entire movie that sounds really bad it's so bad <laughs> it is i watched the trailer five times because i did not understand the plot of this movie why is there a chicken who is the basketball team why is it a problem that cletus is not pete and like, can't you just like switch roles? You're not indebted to being the chicken. Yeah. This is the dramatic line of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can live your whole life in a shell or you can hatch. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like, emo- like emotionally. But he doesn't hatch because he still wears a chicken suit the whole time. Right. You can live your life in a shell or a chicken suit. But don't show anyone your face in public because then they're going to say, you're not the guy we like. Say, stop it. My number one worst Disney Channel original movie that involves basketball. I'm going to start by showing you a screenshot from this movie. Okay. And I want you to explain what's happening here. Cool, cool. It appears as if we have a basketball team in very ugly uniforms doing a Rockettes dance with Mm -hmm. some girl in a pink blazer on the ground looking embarrassed in front of two girls in nicely dressed outfits that look condescending towards this other girl. That's pretty good. Mike, what do you think the plot of this movie is? Uh, something happens to the cheerleading team and there's a competition and they have to turn the basketball team into the cheerleaders. You know, that's not, that actually sounds like a better movie than what I'm about to tell you. Uh, This movie is called Zapped. 
This is starring Zendaya. It was released Whoa. June 2014. Oh, wow. It's relatively new. It's based on the book Boys Are Dogs by Leslie Margolis. Mm-hmm. 16-year-old Zoe Stevens uh, is a skilled dancer and straight-A student, and she's having a hard time adjusting to a new high school, a new and klutzy dance squad, a new stepdad, three new rowdy stepbrothers, and an unruly dog. A whole lot of lots of Lots of things. Lots of changes. Also, it's daylight savings time, and her whole sleep schedule is off by an hour. <laughs> but things change when a dog training app on her smartphone begins to control all the boys around her. That I... is the plot of the movie, because you see boys, they're dogs. <laughs> and this dog training app controls the boys. I hate it. It's so, it's so bad. I just hate that more and more modern adaptations of the movies and things like this are just, what if apps fuck up? What, like, what if technology bad? What if bad, bad phone? Like, Black Mirror does it very well and artfully, but even, <laughs> I, I think they do it well. But there is, like, the new Child's Play movie that's coming out, the yeah. reboot of the Chucky movie from the 80s. Now it's just like, you controlled this doll with an app, and the app fucks up. Like, it's such an easy plot thing is, oh, this technology is supposed to work. What if it didn't? What if phone bad? What if bad phone? <laughs> what if boys dogs? What if dogs and boys are same? What if? It's a lot of kibbles and bits you got to buy. It's so many kibbles and bits for these teenage boys. You're going to have to let a lot of boys out to go pee in the yard. What if boys poop outside like dogs? It's a lot of bags. I hope they're biodegradable. Hey, okay. So the basketball involved here is that the oldest brother, Adam, plays basketball. And there's also more hijinks. In the girls' restroom, one of the condescending girls in the white vest, Taylor, steals Zoe's phone while she washes her face. Apparently, uh, Adam's basketball game has college scouts at it. So it's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Then Taylor... The terrible girl controls all of the men in the stadium and makes them do the can-can for her because she is a terrible person, as shown by her white vest. This is every male in the entire building. Every male in the entire building. So every male is controlled by this one 16-year-old girl with, like, resting bitch face. So was a setting on this dog control app make my dog do the can-can? I don't. I don't understand because I this is on Netflix. I tried to watch part of it to understand what was happening, and I could not figure out why an app would control a dog and also why it would control a man and do whatever makes boys do the thing because boys and dogs are same. They are. This movie is terrifying, but an app that could control a dog would be fantastic. If you could just be like, please don't pee on things inside the house and don't chew up my shoe, but also be adorable and cuddle with me so great that's like so nuanced though like why would an app be able to tell all these specific things it's more like hey dog stop like don't no also why would an app be able to tell dogs or boys what to do well you see boys are dogs oh, okay thank you and dogs are boys oh that's right mm-hmm. and like you know their brains with with app technology bad what if phone app bad good mm-hmm. in boys brain you do the can can this movie's terrible. It sounds it's gross. It's so bad. And the, Mike, those are my three best and three worst Disney Channel original movies that are involve basketball. That do involve basketball. My brain, boy dog, I am I am dog. I've learned a lot here. Mainly that they're still making Disney Channel original movies. In 2014, <laughs> apparently. Zed, shout out to Zendaya, who's now an actual movie star. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, who did Boy Dog Zap movie. Because boys are dogs. Boys, they're dogs. You ready to get educated, nerd? <laughs> oh, no. Is this is this math class? Did you trick me into math class? 
today I will be discussing the principles of multivariable calculus. Now, I've got something very fun. Uh, I'm very glad that you brought <laughs> Single up... variable calculus? Oh, gosh. Gross. So, it's funny that you mentioned in the beginning of this episode, getting recognized. I recently got recognized three times in two weeks for podcast stuff, which was very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. And that's what sparked this little, that actually happened that I'm going to do. Hey, Eric. Did you know that one time someone didn't recognize Clay Thompson and then asked him for his opinions about scaffolding and then he was on the news talking about scaffolding? <laughs> what? You've not heard what about this? this? What? You didn't know about this? No. Oh, I was so worried to pick this one because I you already knew this. Oh, what? man. I can't believe this makes you so happy. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me. Clay Thompson, mm -hmm. Golden State's Warriors, very good shoot boy and yes. possible 420s enthusiast. Yes. He was on the local news in Oakland? No, in New York. <laughs> okay. Let me take you back to November 19th of 2017. This is too recent. This is way too recent. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. At least Zapped was in 2014. Ooh, so we'll start like any good film with a tragedy. A scaffolding in Manhattan crumpled due to 35 mile an hour winds, which is a lot of miles per hour. Oh, science man over here. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured. Only five people had some sort of a minor injury. But this was bad because the scaffolding was over a subway entrance. So if a train had just gotten there, it could have hurt a lot of people. The local news, Fox 5, was doing a report on this scaffolding situation and then scaffolding as a whole. So they started interviewing people walking through that general area about what their thoughts on scaffolding were. I love local news so much specifically for this like why would a random person on the street be able to talk intelligently about scaffolding and city infrastructure well there was someone who talked very intelligently about scaffolding and it wasn't just a random person it was, was all-star shooting guard clay thompson <laughs> so i will first just play the clip of the news broadcast okay just the portion that had clay thompson in it and it's fantastic NBA champ Clay Thompson says he looks up curious, but still quickly walks underneath. I usually observe if the if the piping and stuff is new, or if sometimes you know something looks like it's been there a while. I kind of try to avoid. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second! Oh my God, he does. I will say, Clay Thompson is wearing a gray beanie and he's wearing just like a black zip-up jacket. And he does look like a regular dude. Mm -hmm. Very regular. Just incredibly regular. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So Clay Thompson says he observes if the piping is new, and if it looks kind of old, he might avoid it if it doesn't look great. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Thank you, Clay. What's that so intelligent? What a and good fun fact. Underneath the little Chiron said Clay Thompson, NBA player. So he was asked about it later that day right. at practice. And the reporter for the Warriors said, oh, there was a viral video that went around today. What happened? How did you talk about scaffolding? What was all of this? Clay Thompson said, quote, I was walking. She asked me if I want to do an interview. And I said, sure. It's an interesting topic. It's unfortunate that people got hurt. <laughs> Is it an interesting topic, Clay? Is it? Scaffolding is pretty cool, man. I guess so. Keeps you safe from the rain. Lets people do repairs on buildings without shutting down sidewalks. What's not to love? He said, it was just cool to give my opinion and be an active citizen in the community. <laughs> you don't even live here. You don't even live in this city. 
He's an active citizen in the community. Okay, so wait, was he... Oh, I'm not done oh, yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I have too many questions. They are overflowing. So then this reporter asked, did the Fox News reporter recognize you and know who you are? And Clay said, no, but it was great. It was nice. The cameraman recognized me, but she didn't ask me what my profession was. She just asked my opinions on the situation, so I answered it truthfully. Clay Thompson then kept on walking to the Barclay Center, where they played the Brooklyn Nets and stomped them, and he scored 23 points. Yeah, that was my question. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, what was he doing just walking around and, I guess, playing basketball in the city? Mm -hmm. He went on to defeat the Brooklyn Nets. They won 118-111. Clay Thompson scored 23 points on 59% shooting, shot 100% from three, shot 100% from the free throw line, had 10 rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block. What a good day for Clay. He was really feeling the vibe on that post-scaffolding discussion. I'm so glad you didn't know about this. This was just an amazing thing. This also happened right after the first edition of China Clay happened in the off season. So this was in November. Right. So this was only a couple weeks into the year. So we had just had China Clay, which is when Clay Thompson, he is signed with Anta Shoes, a Chinese brand, every which summer. I love, which I love so much. It makes zero sense. I love it. I mean, it makes sense spelled with a C because they paid him a lot of money. But every summer now he goes to China and just gets drunk and parties at Anta sponsored events. So that was the first summer where it happened. So everyone was laughing about China clay. And then there was maybe half of a month of basketball. And then we got scaffolding clay. <laughs> scaffolding clay. And everyone was like, I didn't think China clay could get better, but now we have scaffolding clay. This is just to prove that clay Thompson is the best player and the best person in the NBA. And he doesn't have to be your favorite player, but if you dislike Clay Thompson, something is wrong with you. I think Clay Thompson is the NBA player I would want to be the most friends with. 100%. Or the NBA player who would be the best friend. Yeah. Like he would pick you up from the airport. He would like have a sandwich in the car because you hadn't eaten because you you took a the, the late flight and they didn't serve dinner because it was less than six hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's how good of a guy Clay is. We're slowly building our roster of perfect humans in the NBA team. <laughs> and right now we've got Clay Thompson as our shooting guard. Yeah. Giannis as our whatever position Giannis is. And po- Bill point. Walton as our commentator. Yes. <laughs> it's good. I think we can get a Sue Bird if we just. Yes. Sue Bird's our point guard. So we have, we have three people so far on the team. And I like that we're slowly building it. Nice people you want to have around you. Mm-hmm. We can get Bill Walton to be the coach. I think he can step up. I don't trust him to coach. <laughs> I would rather him be the broadcaster and maybe the motivational speaker. Oh, 100%. He comes in at halftime and he's like, guys, you got to just realize the gravity of the situation. Much what? like Isaac Newton realized the gravity. What would Raphael say before painting a fresco? <laughs> it's fucking stupid. What do you think Bruno Leschi said before he made all of his favorite and most famous churches? Remember, before you score the basket, score basketball, you need to make the universe. <laughs> I slowly become Nicolas Cage when I do that impression. <laughs> do you guys understand the end of Endgame? Because it's like it's like that. Do you guys like Looper? We can watch Looper oh, gosh, after the so game. Confusing. Well, speaking of Looper. After watching, <laughs> uh, go after ahead, watching this video, I went into a rabbit hole of Clay Thompson YouTube videos. And let yeah. me tell you, it was an hour and a half well spent. Wonderful. First yeah. thing you should know about Clay Thompson, for the past four years, before every single game, Clay reads the newspaper because his mom pointed out to him that he spends too much time on his phone. 
You know, first person to acknowledge when your mom says you spend too much time on your phone. First man in, in history. He did a segment about this, talking about his pregame ritual. And he said, quote, we're so lucky. There are so many devices, whether it's cell phone, <laughs> iPad, computer, whatever works for you, you can read the paper. For me, I keep it old school and simple. I like to turn the pages. It's just so good to get the feel of the paper. It's there in your hands and the smell. You know, I love the smell of a fresh newspaper. My dad always used to read the paper when I was a kid, so it brings me back to a good time. There are so many devices out there. <laughs> there's an iPod. There's a Galaxy S. There's a Zune. If you want to go old school, do whatever you want. I, perchance, love the paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, Clay. <laughs> This segment was put together by the East Bay Times, who I have a personal vendetta against. I do not like the East Bay Times because when I was living in Oakland, I went to multiple Warriors games and they had a promotion where you could get a free Golden State Warriors sweatshirt if you signed up for the East Bay Times. So I did this twice because I signed up and then canceled right away and got a free sweatshirt, gave it to my friend Ricky, then signed up, got a free sweatshirt, gave it to the girl I was dating at the time. Ugh, gross. But I canceled (laughs) my account both times, but to this day, maybe like once a quarter, I'll get a phone call from a random Oakland number and they'll be like, hey, do you want to renew your Oakland uh, newspaper subscription to the East Bay Times? And I always have to tell them, I don't live in Oakland anymore. Much like most of your stories where you say someone has slighted you, this feels more like a mic problem than it is them problem. Their whole promotion was just sign up for the newspaper. You can also cancel the day after we give you a sweatshirt and you still get the sweatshirt. Don't keep calling me. Is this the same girlfriend who you dunked on in front of Aaron Carter? Same one. Oh, guys, no, no wonder you <laughs> guys aren't dating each other anymore. So weird. Happy oh, yeah. engagement. Thank Congratulations. You. So much better. So here are some other Clay Thompson things. He's sponsored by Chocolate Milk. Oh, I've wanted to talk about this so badly. Mm-hmm. I love these commercials because so, it's Clay Thompson and Al Horford. Two boring people. <laughs> You know who's going to be next? Kawhi Leonard. Oh, listen, Kawhi's just going to do 2%. Not even the chocolate milk lobby. What I love about this is that big chocolate milk Mm -hmm. is trying to convince you that drinking chocolate milk after exercise is a good idea. I mean, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. What do you mean? No, it, it totally is. It has protein. It has good fat. It has like a proper amount of calories and then sugar to like re-put it in. It's got like all the stuff you need. But like imagine how buck wild you would look like. Imagine you after a game, you just crack open a Nesquik and you're like, mm, good. Well, Nesquik isn't chocolate milk. It's chocolate drink. But <laughs> No, first of all, you who is chocolate drink. <laughs> yes. Nesquik <laughs> is chocolate milk. But still... Think about it like a, a protein shake after a workout. It's just, I always use milk with my protein shakes. And if you're putting protein powder in, it's just turning a chocolate and then it just has extra protein. But I just think it's buck wild how it's like, you're like, oh man, I just worked out for like two hours. Then you go in your fridge and you take out a brown moo cow box and you put it and you start drinking. That. I mean, I have done that. But that's wild. You don't think that's wild? No. All right, listeners. Please. I did that for four tweet years at Mike. in college. Tweet at Mike and tell him it's weird that he's drinking chocolate milk after exercising. You know who says it's not weird kevin love clay thompson and al horford three men that i respect and are very normal they are all very normal people look at kevin love he's beautiful he is beautiful i don't think it has to do with the chocolate milk i think it does i just i just think it's hilarious how big chocolate milk is trying to push their way into the exercise game i mean they've been doing it for a while like body by milk has been a thing for a very long time i remember on the back of my sports illustrated for kids magazines the back cover ad was always body by milk and it would be a player with a milk mustache like Derek jeter but i always thought about that just like building my bones i didn't think that that was supposed to be like a post-workout drink and these chocolate 
chocolate milk ads are decidedly supposed yes. to be like, you know, when you got to refuel chocolate milk. I mean, it is a good thing to refuel with. I, really I, need people, I need other people. We are alone in this apartment. Right, I'll make a Twitter poll, but I really <laughs> make don't think a, it's make weird a at Twitter poll. Do it now. No, no, so no. That I'll people... do it when the episode comes. Oh, out. I wanted you to do it now so that people did not understand what you were doing. I'll do it the day before the episode drops. Okay, great. Please. <laughs> okay. I want it. I need to see this. I need to see it. Yeah. All right. Do you it. Can, you can edit in when I win by a million percent. We'll talk. We'll weird. talk about it next episode. Okay. So moving on, Clay also did a promotion with the BMW of East Bay called Park Hunters, where he talks about the importance of going to environmentally friendly dog parks with his dog Rocco, a patron of the show. Hey, shout out Rocco! In this segment, which will be available at horsehoops.com for the episode page for this episode, there are a lot of fun things. First off, there's a point where they get into the car to check out the parks and clay calls the car spacious and says that rocco's <laughs> sitting in the back quote he's living <laughs> there is one point where he's talking about how important it is to have trash cans and recycling bins and compost bins at a park and then someone a random park goer goes to take a plastic water bottle an empty plastic water bottle and throw it out into a trash can and clay blocks it like Dikembe Mutombo in that geico commercial slaps it across the park and says, get that out of here. You need to recycle that. Use this instead. And then hands them one of those reusable metal water bottles. <laughs> I can only assume he then walked to pick up the bottle that he blocked halfway across the park. It's like, don't worry. I got it. I got it for you. <laughs> I put it in the recycling. Yeah, I got it. We then learn that Rocco, his dog, is a forest guy, not a beach guy, because they go to a beach park, which is sandy. And he goes, no, no, no. Rocco prefers grass. <laughs> And then when they finally find the perfect park, one that has trees and grass, because trees and grass are good for the environment, and they put oxygen into the air, as well as compost bins, and he has compostable dog bags for the waste. Yo, fuck beaches! <laughs> Clay Thompson then goes on to tell his dog Rocco this statement. We would call this in the court a slam dunk, Rocco. Look at this place. Well, this is this is perfect. We would call this in the court a slam dunk, Rocco. <laughs> Hey, Rocco, I know that you're a dog and I'm a basketball player, but I'm going to let you in on some jargon here. It's a real slam dunk. It means it's good. It really is. Moving on, more things about Clay Thompson. A reporter once asked him if he was excited for their upcoming road trip where they were going to play all the teams in Florida. He said yes, because they have Harry Potter World in Florida. <laughs> and Clay is a noted big Harry Potter fan. He has been for a very long time. There's a picture of him at a movie premiere with the whole Harry Potter getup and a Gryffindor scarf and glasses and a fake scar and everything. Love it. I need a all NBA nerd team. I really do. Mm -hmm. Like Gordon Hayward, your favorite player. Of course. Yes, you know that. And then Clay Thompson. And Tim Duncan as the captain. Mm -hmm. Of That'd course. Very good. I just, I, well, I'll come back to this. In an interview, he was once asked what was his first kiss. And he said, probably my mom as a baby, I guess. <laughs> when the reporter then clarified that she meant his real first kiss, like romantic first kiss, he said, Psh, I don't know, man. And <laughs> she then asked, was it in middle school? And he said, yeah, probably middle school. And then she said, how was it? And he said, well, it was obviously bad because I don't remember it. Things like this make me think that Clay Thompson is a pod person. <laughs> Like, he's like, I don't know. I definitely went to middle school, though. Probably. That's it. I can talk to my dog, Rocco. We have ESP. In a video where he talked about things that are overrated or underrated, he said that his name, Clay Thompson, is underrated because he spells Clay with a K. And you don't see a lot of that. <laughs> if you were saying this about, like, someone, if you were like, man, I went on a date with this person, and, like, 
They said their name was underrated. Like, what would you feel like? Hey, please don't date this serial killer. Please don't. But it's he's the greatest heat check shooter of all time. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, you don't see a lot of that. You, you don't. And then finally, once in a post game interview, you know how they usually put like bottles of water or bottles of Gatorade mm-hmm. up on the counter when you're talking to the crowd. This is very shortly after he signed with Chocolate Milk. He was taking the microphone stand. And there was a bottle of Gatorade on the counter. And before he answered questions, he smacked the bottle of Gatorade off the table. Have you seen this video? I have not. Oh, let me hold on. I thought you were going to say next. And then he put chocolate milk up there. But he just wanted to be like, fuck Gatorade. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He just like pulled it back. He's like, no, thank you. I I don't want this. He wasn't even making. He wasn't making a statement about anything. He's just like he was mad at the Gatorade bottle. I mean, in his defense, have you ever had this stuff? The G three, the post game Gatorade drink. Oh, they're nasty. It is disgusting. I would much rather have chocolate, chocolate mood milk. juice. <laughs> Definitely not a weird thing it's to not. do. But yeah, that's. Uh... Clay Thompson's a perfect person. That actually happened. That actually happened. Clay Thompson is definitely not a pod person and has been living as a human for a very long time. And a big fan of being an active citizen in the community by talking about scaffolding. Clay Thompson has kind of like entered this reverse. This is what uh, Bill Simmons calls the Tyson zone. How it's like if you told me a story about any particular celebrity, I would totally believe it. It was kind of like Mike Tyson, Shaquille O'Neal at this point. But I think that Clay Thompson has kind of come in through the back. He's like, he's so normal and like, he would not think that anything is weird. He is so normal and chilled out that anything could happen around him. And I would Mm -hmm. believe it. Yes. Because all of these stories are just Clay Thompson doing exceptionally normal things. Yeah. Showing up on the news and talking about scaffolding, getting sponsored by (laughs) chocolate milk, doing a promotional video where he talks about going to sustainable, eco-friendly dog parks with his dog Rocco. Right. (laughs) Like nothing is wild, but it's so boring that you just don't think a professional basketball player would be doing it also be like hey did you hear that like clay thompson was caught in a bank robbery and like he negotiated everyone and it was fine i'd be like yeah totally Mm -hmm. believe it Mm -hmm. where when it happened hey did you hear that clay thompson and his dog rocco switched bodies and then he got over it too wild and he came back too wild oh i mean it was pretty (laughs) now you're now you're just trying to write disney channel original movies i would first of all i would love that (laughs) um hey did you hear that clay thompson decided wanted to spend a day as an Uber driver and just like kind of drove around Oakland and picked people up. That's a good one. And like, he didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. He said that his name was clay, but spelled with a C. Mm, that'll do it. It would be something where it's like, Oh, do you know, clay Thompson always wears those water resistant sandals in the team showers because <laughs> of foot fungus. And then he would then tell the reporter about how common athletes foot is. <laughs> I'm an athlete. I don't want to get athletes foot. It's in the name. So I always wear my slides. I am I am the athlete in, in athlete's foot. I've got two feet. They're important to me. My feet make me do my job. If my feet get funky, I can't get dunky. <laughs> this has been Clay Thompson for whatever that anti-athlete's foot gold bond. <laughs> and dunky. Rhymes with funky. Don't want to turn into a donkey. Well, no, you want to get donkey. Oh, but what if you turn into a donkey? I don't know what that is. Like you're it's a donkey, but you're saying it fun. Oh, uh, I mean... You'd be kicking ass. Woo! <laughs> ha ha! Yes, yes, y'all! Ha 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 ha! Glad Will Smith likes my joke. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Eric Silver and Mike Schubert. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The art is by Alison Wakeman. The music is by Patina Campamanis. And the website is by Kelly Beckman. Special thanks to our producer-level patrons, Teal, Misha Stanton, Brianne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Akano, Wouter Vandermaiden, Cody Powell, Matt Furley, Salvador Testa, and Trust the Process. Hey, Mike, when you find out more amazing stories about Clay Thompson that I can't believe, where are you going to show it to me? In your dreams. Ah, <laughs> Disney Channel original movie, Mike Schubert, but also on social media. All right, yeah. You can find us on the internet at Horse Hoops on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at Horse underscore Hoops because, as we say every episode, it's because... Horse Hoops took a plastic water bottle and threw it in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what happened. That's what got them banned. I... It's because they're banned from Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's horse what they did to get banned. It's true. Jack hates the environment. But loves Nazis. <sighs> you can also find us on our website, horsehoops.com, for extended episode descriptions, for links to all the things that we talk about in these episodes, and also it's pretty. It is very, very pretty. And if you want some bonus content, such as bonus episodes where we talk about other things in the NBA that we didn't get to cover in the episodes, or extending our three-on-threes to five-on-five, exclusive merch, stickers, little letters from us that we include with the stickers, you can go to patreon.com slash horsehoops. If there is a Disney Channel original movie about a podcast collective, you know what podcast collective I would base it on? Multitude. Multitude. (laughs) There's no other, there's no joke. It's just multitude. Multitude is an audio collective of awesome people who make podcasts about awesome things. That is Join the Party, that is Horse, that is Potterless, that is Spirits, and that is Waystation. You can find us on the internet at Multitude.Productions or at Multitude Shows on Twitter. And you can go to Multitude.Productions slash live to see where we are going to be in the meat space. And as we do every episode, we're going to put our hands in the middle say something on the count of three so i think it is only fitting that in honor of very good boy clay thompson we put our hands in the middle and say be an active citizen (laughs) on the count of three one two Two, three three. be Be an active active citizen citizen. and look out for scaffolding that looks old and sketchy you should report it to the scaffolding police hi i'm uh, I'm shaquille o'neal and i also want to say things about scaffolding oh i think that uh, it's bad and uh, I would just break through it using my Shaquille O'Neal arms and because uh, I'm made out of metal because I'm, I'm steel. Hey, Kenny, it's me, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Some of the scaffolding out here is terrible, and I'm really big and can't fit through the little pipe sometimes. And it, I, why is there so much? I'm Kawhi Leonard. Scaffolding's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marv Albert. <laughs> I'm Bill Walton. And I... <laughs> I'm Marv Albert. Yes, I'm told this is scaffolding. Oh, now I'm being informed that I'm on the moon. <laughs> I'm Bill Walton, and I think scaffolding is something you need to watch out for. It's the way I'm also Nicolas Cage at the same time. <laughs> it's so hard not to turn into Nicolas Cage. I'm just going to steal the Declaration of Independence. 